We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. You got like a, like a Starbucks there? I do. I got myself a Dopio Espresso. First Starbucks post-quarantine. First Starbucks post-quarantine. I think we're still technically quarantining, but post- I know, it, I know what you mean. It's post-quarantine for a lot of people. Yeah. Tina Turner. I'm still quarantining overall. Actually, no, I'm not. I, I mean, if you had to define quarantine, I'm more of a Quentin Quarantino. Yeah. I'm, uh, I feel like a month ago I was more into participating in the world than now. Now I'm like, this second wave is going to happen, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to participate in society. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to participate in society, but I also don't want to be shut down, locked down. But it might be the only thing that will save us from ourselves. Yeah, you could lock me down. I'll, I'll strap you down. Yeah, strap, strap me down, plug me in, dip me in. Welcome to Brace Bits, everybody. Wow, we're in it to win it. Dipping dots, we're dipped in. This is We, we survived a, a stormy day, stormy Daniels, and uh, I'm very excited that we're able to record. We both have power. We yeah, this we're recording this during the day that the tropical storm Isaiah's. Isaiah's, is that how you say it? Isaiah, that's, is that's that how that, I is that how you Isaiah's? That's how I've been saying it. That's how I've been Isaiah's. Isaiah's that Thomas. We're pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. It was sheets of rain, and now it's sunny. Super sunny. It's like we're living in the Bahamas. It was a very quick but strong storm. A lot of trees down in Astoria. Lucky I didn't lose any power. My parents lost power in New Jersey, still without power. Aid. Yeah. You don't you don't want to have uh, power power man five thousand. Right. You're but good. it's it's great it's great to be here. It was, it was uh it was very, very windy. Very, very windy. I felt like you we were in like a mini tornado. I felt to me like we were in Chicago. The windy city. It was um so talking about we talked about at one point if I don't know, a while ago now, probably. One of my QABs was umbrellas at the beach. Yeah. There was uh, Creme, the coffee place you like, kept their umbrellas out in the beginning oh. of the, the when it started. And I was freaking oh. out. I was like, this is Brit- this is going to Britney Spears someone. But That's insane. Then, then I, I looked like 10 minutes later and someone took them right in. So they were, you know, gotcha. maybe not they prepared don't... right away, but they, they got they got it together. They almost weren't the cream of the crop anymore. No, they 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 were they, actually they had outdoor seating there. Yeah, they they would have been part of the Kremlin. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, I saw a lot of trees come down. I did a little mini walk once the, the storm ended. There's a lot of trees down, some trees on cars, but luckily, uh, no, no like big damage that I saw. Yeah, one of the one of my I wouldn't say my favorite new york city memory one of my most vivid new york city memories is after sandy and this was in 2012 i walked with my one of my friends that's definitely not a brazerback his name's fabian good name yeah uh nick fabian that's his first name gotcha wow but we walked we we we, uh walked along the fdr drive and it was just a mess you know were you living in the city yeah yeah, and trees wow. were down and Black Hawk down. <laughs> you know, first down. It was. It was. Uh, it was. 
it actually now feels more apocalyptic than then. The world wasn't ending as it is now. Right. And it was past, like, the Mayans thing. I don't know if the Mayans thing... When was the Mayans world ending thing? Was that 2011? No, no, they said 2012. 2012? Yeah, I don't know. 2012? Yeah. So maybe... Maybe it was before the Mayans. Oscar Mayan? Mayan Moore. I don't know. Uh, but Sandy was definitely an insane experience. I was living at home in Jersey, and it was... I remember vividly, like, as the storm came in, it felt like you were, like, strapping in for, like, the, the, the house was going to be, like, pulled off the ground. Like, up? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to travel the world in a hot air balloon? That would be fantastic. I would love to do that. I uh, might get a little nauseous. I get a little seasick. Yeah, hot air balloons are not something I'm ever interested in. Do they still have them? Sure. Really? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen videos and pictures of people doing it. I get, I get being in a hot air balloon before airplanes but now just a bunch of hot air <laughs> yeah it's a big balloon filled with hot air yeah it, it doesn't seem I, I would be too scared to do it unless like it was over i don't know i probably wouldn't want to do it hot air balloons and skydiving are two things that skydiving yeah, I skydiving sky i get why people there's some suicidal thrill in it like some extreme thrill that you can't get doing anything else but hot air balloon what are you doing? Take an elevator. And I feel like it's, it looks cooler to look at the balloon like when you're not in it. When, when you're in the, that, the sack, you can't even see the balloon. Yeah, it's, You're just looking down. Hot air balloons are cool to look at when you're on the ground, but not for me. Not for us. Not for us. I'm not a blimp person either. What'd you say? You just, I, I'm, you just, not a, I'm not a blimp person. No. I, I used to like the blimpies. Sandwiches. Yeah, blimpy had good sandwiches that I've never had in my life, but they seemed good. I looked at them and I was like, "That's probably a, a sub." It's pretty, yeah, yeah. I, I take a I took a blimp out of it. Yeah, but well, the thing with blimps is that they can't even see what they're saying because they're flying in the blimp and the message is behind them. Right, blimp biscuit. Blimp biscuit. We're we're strong. This is a this is a. Good we're cooking. Should, should we skydive into some uh, highlights, or you want to do our, our question first? What do you think? I have a few. I have a few meal prep items. Uh, That's cool meal prep. So number one, our last episode, top nine, things about the grocery store. Strong feedback overall. I personally thought it was one of our best efforts. It was fantastic. It was in the ballpark of braised bits. We talked about food, but we also talked about social dynamics in, in a nice way. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so listen to that if you haven't. Um, two, two messages or comments regarding the episode from two top Razorbacks. Uh, one, Maddie Schneck asked us what we thought about Publix as a grocery store. I don't have that I don't have that much experience outside of once in a while in Florida going to a Publix. But my my all my experience has been very positive. It seems like the Disney World of supermarkets. Yeah, so Publix there Florida I I've only been to Publix in Florida, but I believe they're like throughout the south, southeast, like, you know, a bunch mm -hmm. of Georgia and Carolinas. And it is definitely what I had in mind when I think about a grocery store. I've never had a bad experience there. I've never gone for myself. I've been there throughout the years quite a bit, but you gotta love they have, I know in the, at least the one I go to in the back, they, they make subs. Oh, you love that. And you gotta love that. And they're high quality. Though I, I did recently learn like at the cold cut uh, aisle at the cold cut station, you can ask if they have bread there, you can ask them to make you a sub. I went to, Last time I went to the supermarket, some lady just brought a roll. Was like, "Can you put? Can you make me a sub?" And they did. Yeah, but you don't want to be doing that. It's an off. It's off menu. 
I don't it need to, I don't need to be getting a secret experience at the grocery store. That's not what the grocery store is for. So this thing at Publix is just they're just made this aisle is made for subs. It's like you go separate than the cold cuts. The one that I go to, it's like in the back, and yeah, you just order subs and they make subs. It's kind of sick. Yeah, makes make love in the sub, but <laughs> I don't know. Make bug in this club. I don't know how common that is across Publix, and I also I don't I don't know much about, but I believe they're like very they're like a, a good business. They like treat people well. That's and great. You don't see that too much ever from larger businesses, right? So that's cool. They sound like I'm actually I've never been to a Wegmans, but they feel like the Wegmans of the yeah, South. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, people love Wegmans, and Wegmans I've been to a few times. Like if I if I think for both of us, I get were there Wegmans by you, growing up? There, I think a new one opened in in Jersey, but I, I don't remember going to it. Yeah, I the Wegman when I've been there, it's great and. Yeah, those are the types of grocery stores I feel like I had in mind, like a Wegmans and a Publix. Right. And people like have fierce loyalties to them because they're good. Yeah. Our local supermarket at my hometown is a King's. Ah, we had we, a King's? We had a King Cullen. That's like a popular yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I think that was actually the first supermarket, King Cullen. Really? Ever? Yeah, yeah I think so. Wow. Yeah. King Macaulay Cullen. Yeah. Um, we went to Walbaum's a lot. There's a big stop and shop that opened up when I was like 10. Um, now it's a, diff- a whole different landscape. There's a bunch of different grocery stores. All, the, all, all of them, it's kind of like people's dogs from growing up. All the old grocery stores died and now there's a bunch of new ones. Wow, that's, that's a dark way to look at it. Jesus I, I tried to do this bit and everyone hated it, but I thought it was the funniest thing. That like, you know, you're getting older when all your friends' dogs from growing up are dead. I don't like that bit. I don't like that bit one bit. I'm glad that bit, I never, that's that's dark. That's a dark dog bit. I think it's just true. It's got a lot of bark and a lot of bite. Not enough bark. I, I mean, you could say the same about not enough of my friends had cats growing up. No, I don't think any of my friends had any cats growing up. So you're saying you wanted more cats in your youth. No, but if they did, I could make the joke that all of my friends' cats died. But that, none of my friends had cats. Deli. <laughs> Matthew Delvadova. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, and second, second, this is an important item. We have an update from our pod nemesis, Eric Seidel. Oh, here we go. Long time. We have, yeah, for the new Brazerbacks. Thank you for, we had a, an uptick this past week. Uh, uptick Thank you. Thank you. New, yeah, up TikTok's getting banned maybe, so all the, the talkers maybe came to, to Braze Bits. Um, it's possible. So for those who don't know Eric Seidel, he's the pod nemesis, poker player, professional Eric Seidel. Never I am this guy, dealer, he's the dealer, no deal guy who sends down the deal from the I am this guy and never sees his face. Yeah, the saga started from our second episode where we texted him, I texted him what he thought of the pod and he said that we're like too intense. It was He was the definition of not being in pod shape. Yeah, he said that like it, it like when he's like tired that he couldn't keep up and like it would overwhelm him. Yeah, and we're like we're we're going full throttle, Charlie's Angels too. Exactly, can't slow us down. Yeah, so that it kind of started a real a real beef brisket between Jesse and and Eric Seidel, and Eric Seidel has shown his cards in some some devious ways throughout the history of Braze Bits. <laughs> Yeah, we have a, a long history. Probably one of the top moments is when Eric Seidel gave us a detailed review of his trip 
around the state parks of this country. Very detailed, very dense, like a, a pound cake. <laughs> it was very, it was a pound cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Eric Seidel let us know, or, or I guess let me know that he made a kitchen infrastructure investment and bought a pot and pan set. And he implied that in order to succeed in the kitchen, you have to invest in your infrastructure. Sure. Which can't, I don't know what that, that, I don't know what that means. I feel like it's a veiled threat at the pod. <laughs> He's saying that our infrastructure is not strong. I don't know. Did he, did he get a podcast iron skillet? He said, no, he bought an 11-piece pot and pan set as well as a hand mixer piece? and peeler. Wow. And he says he, he wants to make mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, I actually do not like mashed potatoes. It's a classic Seidel saying he wants to make mashed potatoes. I, I'm not a fan of mashed. You don't like mashed potatoes? Not really. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jamal Mashburn, but I'm, I, don't, I think mashed potatoes, I need more crisp, I need more crunch. They, uh, they're unless it's like, like a steakhouse mashed potato where they're extra smooth and they're like really fancy. But other than that, I don't like a chunky mashed. Interesting. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I will, does Seidel ever uh, post on social media about what he cooks? Seidel doesn't have social media. I assume that. Yeah, he's never going to show Good his cards. Seidel has never had. Ha Seidel got rid of. Facebook in like 2010. Wow. Wow. He knew not to show his cards. Smart. Yeah. But I, I agree about having the having the best tools in the kitchen kind of will, it, it gets you, having the infrastructure in the kitchen allows you to really uh, make the most of your, your dishes and your meals. Having top quality uh, weapons. Yeah. My high school basketball coach always said that you can't make a chicken salad without the chicken. And that was basically him saying that you can't have you can't win if the players are bad. <laughs> that was <us>. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. So is he saying that you guys are bad? Well, I think he he was he always said it when like people didn't like when people messed up the plays. Right. But he was basically saying like you can't be a good team if you don't have the the requisite parts. Yeah, that's it's tough to argue against, but his job, his role as the coach, he, part of his responsibility is to make you guys into good players, make you into make you into some chicken. He's like a Cuisinart; he's got to squeeze the juice out of us, right? Yeah, and he did not. I I thought he was a good coach. We were not a good team. Well, we were, the teams we played against were much better. For instance, if you have me guarding current Philadelphia 76ers guard Tobias Harris. I think you don't have much of a chance. You guarded Tobias Harris? Yeah, in high school. That's wild. Yeah. That's insane. That's awesome. Was he a, a freak back then? He was two years younger uh, than me, but he was already like the best you know, player in the, the county. Um, and he was, I don't think, he, how tall is he now? Like 6'9"? Maybe bigger. He was like 6'6 six, six then, probably. And a little skinnier. But he was a great shooter, and he also was was taller than everyone so he like right i mean his uh his team was the best like they crushed us and by the second quarter the game was over type thing gotcha but i remember that i think we played them twice and the second time we played them i remember in the first quarter we scored one point <laughs> yikes yeah you guys really didn't have any chicken no we were not good but that's still that's all right i i, I played I, against Tobias harris i preferred being on a bad team because i started so if I were on a good team there, I wouldn't even play. That's so, fair. 
Got and you got the guard to Bias Harris. Yeah. Something you can tell your, your grandkids about. Something I could tell my uh, podcast partner Bingo. in the 37th episode. Bingo. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, let's go into highlights. Let's, we'll do, let's move the question to later. Sure. Let's skydive into it. Into it. Um, you want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. It's, I have a pretty quick one. Speaking of Tobias Harris and the NBA, my highlight is that the NBA is back. I've, I've been very excited watching NBA games. I've watched a lot of games. It feels like every game that I've watched has been like a really close game at the end. I, I think the quality of the games are... I've, I've been going back and forth in my head, but I think they're a little bit better without fans and without like all this fanfare. Like the, the It's been playoff quality, intense games. Um, the players are, they're, they're all playing for something. They all want to make the playoffs for the most part. Every team in there has a shot at making the playoffs. I've been enjoying all the content. Um, there's been a bunch of NBA players that are making like daily vlogs. This guy on the Sixers, Matisse Thibault, has a, a vlog where he has Tobias Harris in it a lot. And Tobias Harris is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it made me realize how much I appreciate watching basketball. Um, it's been really fun. It's been very, uh, comforting watching basketball it reminds me of kind of a little bit of normalcy and uh just been very very enjoyable and it's been helping my tiktok my tiktok is pretty nba focused so it gives me some more content to react to that's great it's like warren g harding return to normalcy (laughs) that was his presidential campaign i think that was his whole thing because it was um right after world war one and also i guess the flu pandemic so huh. there was all these crazy things that happened, and he said, "All right, we're gonna have a return to normalcy." It's wild. I actually saw a picture of the, that during that time of the flu pandemic of like how masks were an issue back then. Where like it, it was a whole uh, issue of like, trying to make people wear masks, and it, it looks very stark like to, to how we're dealing with that today in our society. Yeah, John yeah. Starks. There was no Jim Carrey. Right. No mask. Yeah. Have yeah. you watched any NBA games? No, I haven't. I actually have watched some hockey games because it's the playoffs and the Islanders are in it and they're actually up 2-0 in their like, qualifying series. So I've been watching, I watched both hockey games uh, that the Islanders played in. I haven't watched any basketball just because I like almost made a choice where I'm like, all right, I'll watch basketball when the playoffs start and I'm watching hockey. I just, I can't base my whole day around watching sports. Uh, True. So I haven't I, watched I, it. It's been a good for me, like good background, uh, especially because there's games on in the afternoon now. Having a game on in the background has been like nice, relaxing. The Nets today beat the Nets beat the Bucks. They were eighteen and a half point uh, underdogs. And you were, in, and they they let you go as ball boy. Exactly. Well, I, I retired. <laughs> you you yeah. I shouldn't. That was bad phrasing. By Come me. on. I I should have known that they never would have let you go. Can't let me. Go. Ashley Parker Angel. <laughs> APA. No, I, re- I officially retired after one full season. I graduated to college. Yeah. That, that, to a that's ball good. man. <laughs> My ball's dropped. <laughs> I dropped the ball. Um, Lonzo ball. I, that, was, that was a great sequence. <laughs> I, I, so I think also there is a difference that I live with my wife and I like True. couldn't have – if I – lived by myself i probably would have sports on all the time or a lot more than i do i feel like and it's i think it's a good thing but i definitely have like if i'm watching something i could just watch on my computer but it's it's less like if it's background noise it's background noise for her also 
Right. And that's not... You want to be engaged with whatever you guys are watching together. Yeah, and it's not fair, and it's like, I, I feel like if I put on whatever background noise that I want, then she could also put on whatever background noise she wants equally, and that creates, I think, if we're not on the same page about the background noise... It's double background. Yeah. Double B. Then, then, then the background noise gets into the foreground as a problem. Can't have that. We don't want that. No one needs that. Yeah. So... That actually is probably why I haven't watched any NBA games. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's fair. There's this. I I, I think overall, so I've been enjoying. There's been a lot of just like content. Like there's podcasts, vlogs, YouTube videos. Like it's just, I, I it's, there's a lot of like new NBA news to react to, which has been fun. Yeah, and it's just nice that it's obviously not back to normal, but it's nice that it's back. Because it's like a part of our lives. I mean, I th- I felt this when when soccer came back a little bit, and now with basketball yeah. and hockey, baseball. The thing is, so like I think it's like my feelings towards basketball and hockey being back is like this is nice. Baseball, it's it's making me nervous just because exactly. Like, I was about to say like NBA hasn't had any positive Corona tests because they're in the bubble, and I feel like the bubble's been working. Yeah. MOB is like feels like any day now they're going to say it's canceled and it's it's very uh it makes me anxious also yeah and i I think the quality of the games are not as good because of like they're not being fans there yeah it's the same sort of feeling i think i don't know if you've experienced this uh it's it's basically like the end the mlb is putting their friend who was the players in this bad position so it's like if right now if either like a family member or a friend puts you in a position that you don't want to be in given the quarantine. It's the same, it's the same sort of thing. Right. hundred percent. And you, it's like, it, no, nobody wins, I think in, in these situations. So except for the Yankees. Yeah. Are they winning? They're, they're doing pretty good. I watched like two innings of a Mets game. I don't actually don't know if they won cause it was the beginning and, uh, they got a bunch of people on base and then the, the Atlanta got out of the inning and I said, yeah. classic baseball for you. Yeah, classic Mets for you. Yeah, classic classic Mets definitely. Sweet sauce. Yeah, what's your your highlight? So my highlight is I've been watching this show on Netflix called The Circle. Have you heard about this? I have not. So it's a reality show. I've been watching the there. I guess there originally was you know an American version, but I I'm watching. There's a French version. I've been watching that. It's in French, and I watch and you know learn French. It is oui, fascinating. Oui. It is such a fascinating show. It's a reality show, and it's kind of hard to explain, but basically, it's it's all communication. It's a reality show. It's kind of like Survivor um, in a way where it's like one person wins at the end and people get kind of like voted out, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, you could only communicate through this social media network that's like kind of like Facebook, basically. It's like the game social media network, and everybody has profiles. And some of the people are not what their profile is at all. Like, there is this one, in this one, there's this one guy, and behind the profile, he's like a 25-year-old good-looking guy, and behind the profile are these uh, the 70-year-old lesbian couple. Hmm. And it's just, I feel like it's, it in some sense, it's like these reality shows, I feel like sometimes have the potential to make commentaries on value systems that we have that nothing Definitely. else can. It like shows in this way I, I haven't seen before in anything of like what we value in the twenty first century. 
versus it's all like how you appear and everyone in the show, even if they're married or whatever, they all say they're single. They all clearly look better than they do in real life. It's all like how, like what you think about someone is like the, the wittiness that they, not even wittiness, but kind of like, you know, their behavior via text messages. Probably I haven't, it's probably like, I imagine it's, it's what works on, uh, like what works in the game is sort of, sort of what I imagine works on like dating sites and so there are act, there are, people are actively not sharing the truth in order to win the game, or just because they don't want they are just like they're it's like social media where they're presenting a certain version of themselves. So part it, part of them are they're completely fake. So part of them it's like you know it, it's it's actually the grandson are these are these people, but it's like gotcha. it's it's kind of just about making alliances and um, like you like at each, at the end of a lot of rounds you rank everyone like what you think of them. And the mm. top people are the influencers, and they get to vote off whoever they don't like. Mm. And it kind of is representative of, like, I think the value system of today and, and how we treat people and how people gain success and popularity. And it's, it's really interesting. Interesting. Reminds me of a couple of reality shows. Have you ever, ever watched the reality show, like, The Mole? Yeah. There was like one mole. Yeah. That, that was one yeah. of my favorites. I, I only watched one. one season of that. And I remember, I don't, I mean, that was a long time ago. I remember really liking it, but I barely remember it. It was just that. Me too. There was one person who, what, was trying to undermine everything? Yeah. Like, it was a competition also, but there was one person trying to undermine it, and they had to try to figure out who it was each week. Then the, the other one was where the guy, there's only one guy that thought it was a reality show, and then he was surrounded by actors. Remember that's that the Truman Show, isn't it? Isn't it a movie? I think that's the. I know that's the opposite. The, the he, it's a reality show. In the Truman Show, he's living a reality show, but he was born in it, so he thinks it's real life. Right. And then he finds it out. That's a really good they, movie. It's a fantastic movie. But there's another one that's like an actual reality show where like a guy enters it thinking it was. I, I forget it. Oh, I think I know. Uh, Breeze bits. Be bit. Yep. Wow, this is a reality show? Are you an actor, Lance? Yeah. You're SpongeBob SquareLance? Aye, aye, Captain. Let's do it. Wow, I'm, I'm going to think of that like an hour after the podcast ends. It had like a clever title also, but yeah. what are you going to do? I would recommend it. It's like, it's really, it, I haven't, I have one episode, I have actually one episode left of, I imagine the American, it, it's got to be the same, same thing. Um, right. It's good for me because there's also it's like all everyone talks in slang and stuff, and you really get a, a side of, of how people communicate that you wouldn't get in like formal learning language, which is cool. That's great. Yeah, and no subtitles. We're going straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Yeah. Sick. Should we move and groove into our top nine, or we want to get into our question topic? Um. You know, I I wish we were in person. Me too. So we, I, <laughs> we uh, I, I feel like the way we communicate on Skype is is a thousand percent better than almost anyone else who communicates on Skype. But there's still these uh, these lulls, these LOLs. Absolutely. I also I, I think that it's also like there's a lull because we're doing it on Skype. But I've noticed listening back that there is a little delay. Like especially I notice the most when we're bringing in the closer. And you're doing your the song, and you I kind of like throw. Yeah. But I'm doing it on beat live, but on the recording, 
again, <laughs> doing it on beat. But on the recording, it's delayed. So it seems like I'm like way off and I have no rhythm. So I have a question. Yeah. Are you sure you're on time? I am 100% sure. Because I, I am very musically inclined. People know me as... I I got rhythm coursing through my veins. Yeah, Jesse, all I'm doing is cl clapping in between like the beat. Jesse beats I beats by Jax. Yeah, no, that and is on the recording. I'm way off. That is very funny, and it's it's something that like be, because the way we record, I couldn't edit it and like change the if I yeah yeah. So it, it is I, every time it it is. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, but I think that's 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 consistent throughout the whole thing. Like in person, we're so, we're so quick. And even on Skype, we're very quick, but it's 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 slowed down virtually on the recording. There's yeah, a little bit of a lack. It's like, do you think if Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton had to have their duel on Skype, the outcome would have been different? Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Burr wouldn't be able to shot him. <laughs> yeah, probably because it was it was over Skype. Yeah, maybe maybe Skype is the will solve a lot of feuds. People should argue over Skype. We'll yeah, be, they should because. When you shout at someone, it gets delayed for a second, and yeah. and then it, you realize how crazy you sound. Yeah. All right. What, I was, think, what was your point? <laughs> we were deciding what segment to do next, but I think we should just dive into our top nine. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Get, let's get gooey. Yeah, let's get gooey. This is going to be a bit cheesy, and why is that? This is a good one. We're doing our top nine cheeses. We're doing our favorite cheeses. Top nine cheeses. Top nine fromage. That's fromage, yo. We're a couple of cheese heads. We're a couple of Packer fans. Cheese is... I love... Everyone... Not everyone loves cheese. But a lot of people love cheese. And I, my relationship with cheese is that I love it, but I almost feel now it's almost an indulgence because I realize as I get older, I definitely have less tolerance for dairy. You get a bad tummy afterwards? Yeah. Right. It's probably better overall because cheese isn't that great for you. I know. Yeah. and But it's like, I feel like it is one thing that if you don't have cheese in your life, I think your life is less rich. I, I agree with that. I think cheese makes everything better. Yeah. I think it especially makes food better. <laughs> yeah. Makes food better. I think it makes parties better. A nice cheese plate, a cheese board. I think it makes... Uh, Events better having a nice little couple some some cheese. It's always nice. It's always sweet. Yeah, it is an interesting. It's one of the few types of foods that can really pace an event. So like you take like I don't know beef, and you you can't be serving beef on a cheese board. Like a cheese for some reason encourages conversation, encourages sure. camaraderie. Yeah, uh, it lets you get your camembert bearings. Wow, no way do you just drop Samuel Camembert. <laughs> Samuel Camembert, that's good. That leads right into it. That's my number nine. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I can't, I can't not, yeah. I can't lead off. Cannot lead off. Number nine is, for me, Samuel Camembert. I, it's, it's my, I, I love Camembert. I was debating between Camembert cheese and Brie cheese. They're very similar uh, textures, but I'm going Camembert. It's got more of like an earthy, rustic taste to it. Um, it's my favorite soft cheese. Um, love it on, love a slice of it on a cheese board. And it comes from your uh, your your land of France. I don't know, what, not your land, but your your language of France. It's from Normandy. Yeah, it's my number nine. Camembert. 
it's it's a good one. I don't have it on my list, but it's a strong cheese. Uh, I love always. It's my one of my favorite things growing up. I don't know if you ever played this game. It was called Truth or Camembert. <laughs> what? what does that even mean? So you either had to say truth, like someone asked, you know. You I know said, truth or dare. What's well, truth or camembert? It's a, a riff on truth. truth <laughs> I thought you had to like you got dunked into a vat of camembert. No. That's it's just truth or dare, but with camembert. And I, I always chose camembert. Yeah, and they say I camembert you to, I don't know, make out with someone. Yeah, I mean that's that would be pretty risky. Kind of like uh, camembert grills. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Then now you're getting outdoorsy. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting earthy. Yeah, it, it's 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 one of my favorites. It's my number eight is a drastic difference than camembert. It is American cheese coming from it's our domestic cheese. When I talk about American, I'm talking yellow American. Uh, I don't I don't like these white Americans. I feel like it's not even American cheese when it's not yellow. It's the cheese I grew up on. It's my favorite cheese to put on a burger. I think it melts the best. I think it's the, probably the the best cheese that melts the best, uh, Travis Best. American cheese, it's classic. It's unbelievable. It's inconceivable. Don't really have much more to say about it. It's great on grilled cheese. It's great by itself with, with tomato soup, which I know Lance loves. Can't get enough of American cheese. It's my number eight. So this is what I'll say about American cheese. I feel like if you think about cheeses the way you might think about a stand-up comedy lineup at a club, like six or seven cheeses or comics mm -hmm. you're never going to be hesitant about booking american cheese because you know american cheese is always going to do solidly however i don't think anyone is leaving the show saying american cheese was my favorite cheese right i agree that's why it's my number eight but i will like for i'm a big burger boy I prefer American cheese because if I sometimes get like a random burger that has cheddar on it, the cheddar sometimes ruins the burger. I've never walked out of a burger place being like, oh man, that American cheese really was unbelievable. But it makes the burger great and it never it never disappoints, like you said. But it's in my number eight. It's not, it's, it's, it's not like a, a, a top quality, my, one of my favorite cheeses. But it's my number eight cheese. Yeah, I don't have it on my list. It, it would probably be like, I had, so I had... I had, this was one of the toughest ones. I had eleven that I like was really struggling, and I narrowed it down to to nine. I would say American is like twelve or thirteen for me. Like it was gotcha. clearly not in my top nine. I'm not gonna not have it, but I feel like it lacks a personality. I'll say it. It latches oh. onto the burger. It latches onto the grilled cheese, and it's good, but it. It's not. It's not some. It's not someone I would want to like go on a date with. <laughs> I can't wait to see the cheeses you want to go on a date with. That's gonna be interesting. I think you're probably gonna have my number seven on your list. It is Barada, Bill Barada. Uh, I feel like Barada is somehow like new on the scene. I feel like it's for some reason became very popular, like in the past like five years or so. It's amazing. I love Barada, creamy, milky. We've talked about Barada on braised bits a lot um it's gooey it can be it can be in different kinds of uh forms burrata it's never disappoints i've never had a burrata that's disappointed me um yeah so i got one burrata number seven burrata believe Bur <laughs> yeah it's great and what you said it is on my list 
Um, and everything you said is kind of, I, I don't disagree with anything you, you said. I'll wait a little bit and I'll talk about it. One, okay. one thing I wanted to say about Camembert is that Camembert is not on my list. I really like it. The only, not the only reason, but one of the reasons I didn't have it is because there's been so many, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, when you're somewhere and there's a cheese board and you're eating the cheeses and you don't really know, like, you don't really know exactly what the cheese is. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like that happens to me a lot with Camembert. Thinking that it might be a brie? Yeah. Or like knowing it's in the ballpark of Camembert. Like I'm sure I've had some cheeses and I thought it was Camembert, but maybe it was Brie. Sure. And so because I I feel like I've misidentified it before. One time I took this this, um, cheese class, and I took this cheese tasting thing at Murray's Cheese in in the West Village. It's a a good date type thing. You know, it was all couples. There was some... I've been to Murray's. Yeah. I've been there for grilled cheese. You want a you want a hot take or a sure. melted take? Yeah, they have good cheeses, but they they insist upon themselves. They I feel like they act like they're the best cheese on the block, and I I've never had a warm experience there. Meaning like bad service or like the cheese has never blown you away. The cheese is good, but. I just feel like it's not an inviting place. Every time I've been in there, it's like, I don't know how to say this without coming off mean. I don't mean it as mean, but it, it's like you're in a, you ever, in high school, did you ever sit at a table where no one said you didn't belong there, but, but they acted like they it. acted like they were better than you? No, but I can imagine. I know that feeling in general, not at a lunch table, but I know that feeling in a, other social settings. That's the vibe I get from Murray's Cheese, that you should be so thankful to buy cheese from them. Wow. Rough take on on Murray's. I, I don't think I have enough experiences to to be able to relate, but I, all I remember is the cheese. Yeah. Maybe they're cheese snobs. They are cheese snobs. That's they're, what cheese, they're cheese turds. They're cheese These snobs. Are, they're cheese turds. So I feel like just embrace that. Just embrace being cheese snobs. Don't go in between. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I just said... Bad experience. I think a lot of people that have experienced like like at like cheese shops or like behind the cheese counter are pretty snobby. Like they're very uh, kind of condescending about the cheese. Yeah, I, but I don't think that's a problem necessarily. I don't know what it is. Maybe that I, I feel like if you if you're outwardly going to act like that, it's okay. But if you're vague about it, <laughs> interesting. I don't know. Cheese turd. Yeah. Maybe that's too mean. I'm not sure. But I'll, I'll just do my 9 through 7. Great. Um, so <laughs> number 9, we have... What do we have? Oh, we have provolone. Love provolone, provolone, I feel like, is one of the best combos with cold cuts. Particularly turkey. I feel like it's the best cheese that pairs with turkey. I've had thousands of turkey and provolone sandwiches probably in my lifetime. It is sharp, but it's also dull. And it's when you get it thinly sliced, it kind of almost melts in your mouth a little bit, and it's it's a, a great cheese. I do also have provolone on my list, so I'll save my what I have to say. But I will say I disagree about the turkey combination. I think turkey and Swiss is probably my favorite. Okay, they're both Swiss and Swiss is not on my list because 
I really only like Swiss with turkey, and I don't have it other than that much often. But they're pretty similar. They both have that sharp taste to it. So for me, I would say Swiss beets, provolone. However, I think provolone <laughs> is better with turkey. Um, Swiss is, is in my list. We'll, we'll get to it. Not nice, wow. but um, provolone is... I, I, I can't, I can't give, give too much away. I really like provolone. However, I think it is limited. limited. It's at its best with turkey. And, or if you're going into a refrigerator and are hungry and just eat random slices of cheese, which is what I do a lot. I, I, I used to love doing that. Only cheese you can't do that with, for me, I, I, I can never eat American cheese by itself, which might reflect on the poor quality of American cheese. It's, it's never, it always made me nauseous of people eating it, American cheese by itself as a slice. I agree. Number eight, I got Gruyere. Now, Gruyere, I feel like, is not as versatile. Maybe that's a bad read. You could have it by itself, and it's great. It's very strong. It's got a lot of personality. It's maybe the best application, again, on a sandwich, the Cuban. With is Gruyere, that Gruyere? It's Gruyere. And if you take out the Gruyere, the sandwich, I think, is significantly worse. And for that reason alone, Gruyere makes it in the top nine. I think Maybe it's. I never, the, I never realized that Cuban was made of Gruyere. I thought it was Swiss. I think it's the best. I think you could have Swiss, but the Gruyere, I'm pretty sure, is the the classic standard. We could look it up, but um, I think without the Gruyere, it's a much, much worse sandwich, and the sandwich is so good that you have to give Gruyere credit for doing a lot of work there. And Gruyere is also a solid cheese on its own. So, Gruyere. I feel like I haven't had, I definitely had Gruyere, but I wouldn't be able to pick it out of a, a line of criminals, of criminal cheeses. Okay. Um, like, I'm not sure, I, I I can't picture Gruyere for some reason. I don't know why. Are there, can it be sliced up? Yeah, you can slice it up. Slice and dice it? Yeah. Let me look up Gruyere real quick. Oh, I know this cheese. Gruyere, Interesting. Gruyere Bryant, the, nice. the fresh prince of Gruyere. Number seven. So it oh, it says cheese type. It's, it's a type of Swiss cheese. So I guess we're both right. Okay. Well, that's interesting then. So I'm saying if I have Gruyere and Swiss in my list, should I get rid of one? No. Okay. Chef's interpretation. Yeah, it's a chef interpretation. Um, I didn't know that they were different. I didn't know that they were the same. That makes sense. Okay. They have a similar pungentness. Yeah. They have a similar, similar, they're loud. They're both loud. So that would, that would make a lot of sense. Sure. To all Brazerbacks, we are sh comedy chefs. Yeah, we're comedy chefs. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> I've got... Love the clarification. Number seven, I've got Brada. As you have Brada. Wow, is it the same number seven? Yeah. Brada, it's, you know, I think it, it's it's mozzarella's fun little brother. <laughs> It's a good way of describing burrata. It's when you kind of, you know, slice into it. That's one of the best moments ever. It's almost like an egg, but not right. when you get into it. Cold burrata, temperature-wise, I think it's one of the cheeses that if you have it cold, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It feels fresh, usually. I've never really had bad burrata because I feel like burrata is only something you order when you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I agree with that. Never had bad burrata. 
And it's always, I feel like, seasoned nicely. I feel like you get some salt and some pepper on burrata. And it just, it it could exist on its own, but it's always going to be a team player. It's in salads a lot of times. It could yeah. be on, like, a appetizer board. And it is come on the scene. I feel like it's kind of trendy, but it's also not obnoxious. No, it's definitely not like Aaron burrata. No. No. It's not, it's, but it is a killer cheese. I agree. It's delicious, but... It's, uh, I, I've never had a bad burrata. Never been disappointed either. I've never been disappointed by burrata. But I also feel, I, I feel like everyone intrinsically knows that you can't overdo it. That you can, yeah. You, you don't want to have, you, you can never have, I mean, technically you can, but having your own full burrata, like appetizer to yourself, that's just very indulgent. It's a lot yeah, of burrata. Too much burrata. Yeah. So I had a burrata salad that I talked about, I think last episode, like, like yeah. now a week and a half ago. The bacon burrata? Yeah, and it was really good, but now I like don't need burrata for at least like another two, three, four weeks. I probably won't have burrata until it's like I have it like once a season, and it's so good, and that's all I need. You got to keep track of your barometer. Yeah, barometer. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Wow, the same number seven. That's that's spicy. Um, all right, my number six is feta cheese. Holy moly, do I love feta cheese! Uh, Feta Thunberg, Feta Gerwig, Feta World Peace. I can't get enough of it. I probably have Feta because I live in Astoria. There's a lot of Greeks. It's a it's a Greek cheese. I think it's originated originated from Greek Greece. Lightning. Um, love Greek salad. It's just it's it's unbelievable. It's salty, tangy, lemony. All my favorite flavors. It could be good on its own. Also, put it on a cracker. Feta is is fantastic. It goes well, pairs well with other things. It's uh, just a delicious treat, cheese. It's not the best on, I'm not a big fan of it on sandwiches. It doesn't really melt that great. I've had it on like a veggie burger, I think, and it was okay. If you put it inside of the patty. But it's not really great as a topping on a sandwich or a burger. But it's a great salad cheese. It's my number six. Feta World Peace. Yeah, that's a, it's a good one. I'll say it. It's, it's also my number six. No way. Yeah. We're going back and, back. Yeah, and I almost feel like there's a sweet, almost symbolic metaphor in there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get emotional. Yeah, everything you said, it's it you you feel it, it is one of the cheeses. A lot of these cheeses have clearly they have a strong tie to their country. We're talking about Camembert. You think of France. I'm sure you're gonna have. Well, I'm not sure, but I one of us will probably have mozzarella. You think of Italy. Feta, you think of Greece, and there is such a strong tie. I do feel like I can't have, like, I don't have feta unless I'm having Greek food. Yeah. And it is maybe, it's not the ingredient, but it's one of the ingredients that ties Greek food all together, similar to what I was saying with the Gruyere and and the the Cuban sandwich. Um, If you don't have Greek food, if you don't have feta in Greek food, how much worse is Greek food. I feel like it's way worse. I think it defines it. I, there's actually, it's interesting you said that, there's a, like a place around the corner for me, they have a tossed salad and then they have a Greek salad. And the only difference is the Greek salad has feta cheese. It's literally the same salads, just one has feta cheese in it. it makes it Greek. Yeah. It's Greek to me. The Greek freak. Yeah. The Greek in the cave. <laughs> Greek meal. Meek meal. Yeah, that really sometimes that that's all that's all it takes is is that feta. It's wild. Um, yeah, I think it's all I got on feta. 
great that we have back-to-back. -back. I don't. We're not going to have the same number five because you already had this. My number five is provolone. You you said it. You meant it. And I'll say it again. It's great on sandwiches. I think it's the best on with cold cuts and Italian heroes. Though I prefer Swiss with turkey. It's the cheese I put on my favorite beach sandwich that's been talked about in the pod on a chicken cutlet sandwich, the provolone lettuce. Uh, sometimes I'm a provolone boy, like Andrew Cancertano. I can't get enough of it. It's great on its own. Snacking cheese melts well. I think I would, my favorite version of it is provol like picante provolone, picante provolone. It has a little spice to it, uh, but I don't I don't hate a sharp provolone. It's also strong. Uh, yeah, that's my number five, provolone boy. I've never had picante provolone. That sounds like something I'd really like. I didn't even know it yeah. existed. Yeah, it's just a little spicier version. Yeah, I mean, pro provolone is, is great. I talked about it a little bit, but yeah, there, there's a nice Johnny Depp to it. The, you'd be the provolone ranger. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Can't get enough of that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about provolone. Never had a bad piece of provolone. I have. Really? Well, it can go bad. Like, it can go bad. I've never had... <laughs> yeah. I guess then I have. Interesting. All right. My number four. This might be a little divisive. I can't see you being a fan of this cheese, but I, I, just, I hope to be wrong. My number four is gorgonzola cheese. Um, this is probably my favorite cheese to have in a salad. My favorite, like, one of my favorite salad combinations is gorgonzola, cranberries, and walnuts. It's And uh, one of my local Italian restaurants in my town growing up has this salad. It's fantastic. It's my favorite version of blue cheese. It's got the blue-green ripples in it. It has a sharp, spicy flavor. It's got a great richness and creaminess to it. It can also be in a cheese board. I, I think it's great on its own. It's very bold and very strong. You can have a little piece of it with a cracker. Um, yeah, Gonzaga Gorgonzola is my number five. Number four, excuse me. Nice. I, for some reason, I thought you like really disliked blue cheese. I don't know why I had that in my head. Not, I, mean, I, I like crumbled blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese as like a dip. Okay. But I like a, like a crumbled version. What it's about, not on my list, but Gorgonzola is... What about like a blue cheese burger? I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. I, I Last week, I had a lamb burger that had a little... I think it was blue cheese or gorgonzola. It was really good. Yeah, I think sometimes blue cheese on a burger is... It's Napoleon Dynamite. It's amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, Gorgonzola is great. When I was little, I, I don't know if it was me or my brother, we made up like a, a song that was like Gorgonzola cheese makes everybody sneeze. Nice one. Yeah. So that's what I think about when I think about Gorgonzola. It's a good blue cheese. It is my favorite blue cheese. It's probably Roquefort. Rock, nice. But Gorgonzola is also really good. The thing about blue cheese, I don't have blue cheese in my top nine, and it was number 10, because I feel like blue cheese in general is the most, it's cheap, it's like the definition of cheese. Like it's cheese right. at its cheesiest. It's not cheese at its cheesiest, it's cheese at its most cheese. It's I know blue, it's stinky, people have strong reactions to it. I'm on, I'm on your cheese board right it, now. It could be divisive. It's, it's, yeah. it's the, you know, when there's a cheese board and there's blue cheese, it's, it's kind of demanding attention. It, it, it has, but it's really, it's really talented, but it demands attention. It could be intimidating, especially if you're a youngster uh, and you see, like, you, you would think it's rotten. It, it, it is rotten. 
tomatoes, uh, but it, it's a it's a cheese, and it, the more the more blue greenish it looks to me, the tastier it is. Yeah, it is the essence of cheese. But even with that, I feel like it's just so overpowering that it it could learn a little bit of humility. But at the same I think time, you got you to find the right things to balance it out. Yeah, at the same time, if it does have some humility, is it not? It's not the same cheese. So I, I'm very torn about it. Natalie and Broglia. And it's, it's, sometimes I think it's too much, but I also appreciate it for what it is in, in a weird way. But then I also, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I feel like I like, like I enjoy the other nine cheeses on my list. I, I find them to be a more enjoyable experience. You know what blue cheese maybe is like? It's like a friend who's amazing in small doses, but if you ever lived with them, it'd be a total nightmare. Interesting. I definitely agree. I have plenty of friends like that. But I think I would I would live with Gorgonzola. I think Gorgonzola would be a good roommate. I think it would pull its pull its end of the rope. I think it'll probably probably doesn't snore, takes out the garbage, and uh, you don't have to worry about it getting going bad because it's already a bad little cheese. I guess you already know it's bad. Yeah, it's a bad boy. Yeah, so if you're if you're okay with that, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that was your four? That was my number four. Number six, I got feta. We already talked about feta. Wow, I'm fed up with it. <laughs> Number five, I got Swiss. Miss. And one thing you got to talk about Swiss is you got to talk about the holes in Swiss. And I just love that. Aesthetically amazing. The thing about Swiss, two reasons why I think Swiss is excellent. I thought about putting it higher, but these other four are mm-hmm. are close to untouchable in my book. But the thing about Swiss is, number one, I do think it's the best cold cut cheese. It's vers- ver- from a versatile standpoint. I think provolone and turkey pairs together, but I think you put Swiss on turkey, you put Swiss on ham, you even put Swiss on roast beef, you put Swiss on like any cold cut, and it's going to do the job. So I feel like Swiss could go in any, could, it could it could enter any situation, and it could succeed while also not compromising who it is. Sure. But you, you say it's probably the most versatile, but you prefer turkey with provolone over turkey with Swiss. Yes, but... If you have like ham and provolone, that's no contest. That Can't. ham and Swiss is way better. Yeah. The step down between turkey and Swiss is a small step. The step down for mankind. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Armstrong. Bingo. And stronger num- together. Number two is that it seems to be the favorite cheese of mice, who are like cheese connoisseurs. So you got to take that into account. Yeah, I mean, uh, mice and men. These mice know they they know cheese. They have good palates. Yeah, so I got to trust the experts here. And (laughs) I feel like they have, Swiss has been long storied within the mice community. I do have to say the, I I totally forgot about the whole factor about Swiss. And it's making you reconsider. I I, I believe my top nine, but I'm a a huge fan of Swiss. It'll probably be my number 10. Nice. But the, the holes are fantastic. Number four, I got cream cheese. You gotta love it. What what could you say about cream cheese that's bad other than that the best version of a bagel is actually just a fresh bagel? But cream cheese, I had for the first time in a long, long time this past weekend, a bagel and cream cheese and lox. And this morning I actually had one of the bagels that we got and cream cheese. And how, how again, cheese, this is cheese. It's interesting because it really, it really enhances these storied foods again how popular would bagels 
B, if it wasn't for cream cheese, way less popular. Although the, the word cheese is in the title of this product, I don't consider cheese, cream cheese a cheese. It's its own entity. I, it's, it's, not, it's not a cheese. You can't put cream cheese on a board, cheese board. If you put a slab of cream cheese on a cheese board, people are like, is this cream cheese? People would, 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 would walk out. They'd flip the board over. They, board man gets paid. I think that is malarkey. Uh, I, I just, Gladys and I are number one. If it was your number one, I, I would probably toss my laptop. Cream cheese is not a cheese. They don't sell cream cheese at a cheese shop. They don't have like a, 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 a cheese, cream cheese section. They have it at a bagel store. It's a bagel product. It's a breakfast product. It's not a cheese. It's, it's a thick milk. Yeah, it's cheese. It's not cheese. <laughs> That's exactly what cheese is. <laughs> You're being a cheese curd. No, it, it's it. I'm sorry that you. There's some. Are you putting are you putting cream cheese on your Italian hero? Probably not, but I sure I'll do it just to prove cream a point. cheese and turkey. Yeah, I'll do this all just to prove a point. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing at all. But I I I don't know what to say. I guess I'm sorry that there's some sort of mental block that you have where you refuse to acknowledge cream cheese's uh, per cheesehood. I mean, it says cream cheese. It's it's uh, it's like saying vitamin water is has no vitamins or is not water, which is actually true. It is neither. <laughs> so yeah, I just I I somehow saw this coming, but I was in denial about it. The river, uh, but here you know here we are. Yeah, it's my number four. It's is it the best cheese in the world? No, but it's undoubtedly is it a cheese. If no. there were four cheeses to go on the Mount Rushmore of cheeses, it's number four for me. It's it's right. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> wow, uh, I, I want a whole new deal. Even though that was FDR, but you know what? Let's keep it moving <laughs> I, and grooving. I, I thought you were talking about deal or no deal. I was like, say no. <laughs> it all ties back in together, like a good cheese does. Man, oh man, my number three is Manchego. I like a Manchego. It's my favorite cheese that's on a cheese board. From La Mancha region of Spain, this is my favorite firm cheese. Uh, it's a firmer cheese. It is a cheese on a cheese board where I feel like uh, I feel like a little snooty when I'm like, "Oh, is this Manchego?" And people, are like, yeah, it actually is Manchego. People are impressed that you know what Manchego is. It's got a sweet, nutty texture. Pairs well with a lot of nuts and fruit. Um, yeah, Chego Guevara is my favorite Manchego. Yeah, Manchego is a good cheese, and it's. It's. I feel like it's a cheese board staple. Yeah, I've definitely seen more Manchango than I have cream cheese on cheese boards. <laughs> Manchango Unchained. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's it's not one of my favorites, but it's undoubtedly good. So I re I respect the choice. I appreciate it. It's not. I think it's probably one of my favorite cheeses that does its best by itself. Um, I don't really know. I, I've had it in salads before. I don't think I've ever had it on a sandwich. But add like a nice piece of manchego, I think, is one of my favorite cheeses by itself. That's why it's my number three. My number two is an absolute legend. It's the OG. It's the Hall of Famer. It's mozzarella. I mean, mozzarella really speaks for itself. It's great on its own in a caprese salad, cold, fresh. It's, it's fantastic, melted down, burnt. On a piece of chicken parm, uh, great! It's 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 the best part of pizza, I think. 
it's it, it can really do anything. It could be shredded. It could be uh, in a ball. You could have it on its own. It pairs well with everything else. It's a team player, but it's also a star player. My number two, it's mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella is fantastic. One of the premier cheeses. It's never been relegated to like the second division of cheeses. It's always been no. uh, up top. It's it's kind of like Manchester United. It's always had a lot of money. Manchester It's always been very valuable. Um, what? It's almost insulting to have it on the same list as cream cheese. <laughs> it, it is definitely a step above the competition, is for sure. Of course. Two things I'll say about mozzarella are the two things that prevented me from having it. It's in my top three, but two things that prevented it from being number one for me is, well, really, actually, only one thing, but one thing that I don't like. The one thing I don't like is what do you think about smoked mozzarella? I don't mind it. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I prefer non-smoked, but I don't. I don't mind it. I think, from a principle standpoint, you're taking something that's great, and you're you're kind of kind of. It's almost like putting soy sauce like with like a high quality sushi type situation, where it's nearly perfect on its own. So why would you add something to it? However. When applied in the right context, it could maybe be transcendent. I watched this episode of Chopped last night. We watched this episode of Chopped, and one of the basket ingredients was tuna belly, which I guess is like the highest quality version of tuna. It's very expensive. Hmm. And one of the contestants decided to fry it, which is like considered sacrilegious a little bit. Because right. it's such a high-quality fish, and frying takes a lot of that flavor. But she did it in the in the the way her her full dish was was like almost it was kind of genius. So what what by itself would be like a crazy move ended up really really working within the context of, of what she was doing. And wow. I feel like that it's the same deal with smoked mozzarella, where if you could figure out the right application, it could be unbelievable, but unless you're going to really, unless you're able to pull that off, it's not a good idea. It could be too much. Yeah. You can't take away from the, the heart and essence of mutts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing is why it's not number one, and I think this is a meat cooking problem. I've never figured out how to put it in pastas in a way that it doesn't like, it gets like stringy. Yeah. And just awful. Right. So I think that might be a myself cooking problem. But until I figure that out, it can't be number one for me. Because it's all about timing. It's probably about the timing of when you put it in there and how, how much it melts. Yeah. But if you, can't, if you can't put in a pasta, then for me, it's, it's, it's a huge knock for me. And it just might be my personal cooking. I think it is because there's pastas with mozzarella. But of course. Like a hot pots pasta. I don't know. I haven't been able to figure it out. I haven't been able to crack the code. I did forget about string cheese, though. That That's another great aspect of mozzarella cheese. String cheese is just a staple of my childhood. It, I still, I've, it's, it's fantastic. I can't get enough of string cheese. I think I always thought it was gross. Oh, my God. But I, I'm not going to knock it. I just, I just like, I feel like when I was in second grade, I was like, oh, this is disgusting. But that wouldn't stop me from eating it. I just was aware that it was a ridiculous. What was, how, how was it disgusting? It's, it's, it, it's like made up. Everything like made Palio up. Like string cheese. Yeah. It's like Lunchables. Yeah, it's like Lunchables not, is fantastic. It, yeah, but it's like not real. Cream cheese isn't real. My number one is 
pepper jack cheese. Holy moly, pepper jack. It's my staple. If I'm going to the, if I need to stock up my fridge with one cheese, I'm going pepper jack. Jack Jones, Jack Johnson. It's spicy. It's, it, it really, it's my favorite cheese to have like a slice of on its own if I need a little snacky poo. Uh, throw it on a sandwich, melts fantastic. Don't throw it on a sandwich, it melts fantastic. It is great cold, it's great hot, it's it's spicy. I love a spicy cheese, it's got these habaneros, it's got a little chilies, it's got a little rosemary and garlic in there. It looks pretty, it's uh, colorful. You could have it in chunks, you could have it in slices. I don't know how anything else can top Pepper Jack cheese, and that's why it's my numero uno. Yeah, Pepper Jack. This is wild. I mean, Pepper Jack is my number one, but it's in my top three. Wow. wow. We're really on the same cheese wavelength. We're on the same board. Cream cheese. <laughs> but cream of the cheese crop. Giggles and cream cheese. Um, yeah, Pepper Jack. I feel like the one thing that cheese lacks is, not always, but a lot of times it lacks heat. Yeah. It lacks the spiciness. I didn't know about right. about this picante provolone. This is you a world it. changer. This might this 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 has changed my life. It's worth doing this topic just to have learned about this. Makes me I'm, that's fantastic. But, I love it. Yeah, the the problem with with cheese is that it doesn't it's a uh, I don't I don't know how to describe flavors and tastes, but you don't it, it a lot of times cheese it could be sharp, but it yep. it lacks it lacks the the spice of the pepper, and right. you want the amazing taste of the cheese, and you want the spice of peppers, and you put them together with pepper jack. Pepper jack is definitely a staple in my consumption as well as my cooking, and everything you said about it, I, it's great. It's a veteran of the game. It's always good. It's pepper jar jack. Yeah, and it's from Monterey, California, I guess. So pepper jack's like a version of Monterey jack. Yeah. Yep. Monterey and Pepper Jack's mannequin. Nice, very nice. Yeah, it's it's just uh, I feel like it's it's something that I recently figured out my my favorite cheese. Like I've, I've realized how much I've loved it always, but I kind of took it for granted. Um, but as I've I've figured out who I am and what I want to be, I know I'm a I'm a Pepper Jack guy through and through. So you're saying you want to marry Pepper Jack? I would love to. But it sounds like. You've kind of I'm more played. Of it's it's it sounds like you've played Pepper Jack a little bit. Maybe Pepper Jack married someone else. I don't think so. I think I'm the Jill to Pepper Jack. All right, we'll find out. Number three, I got Pepper Jack. Nice. We just oh, talked yeah. about it a lot. Number two, <laughs> I got mozzarella. Wow, it's my number two also. Yeah, uh, I guess we also talked about mozzarella a lot. I don't. Is there anything to add about mozzarella? I don't think so. I'm now. I'm just very curious about your number one. I feel like mozzarella. Mozzarella yeah. is, it's just like I love the uh, you know how it comes in like that cheese water or whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I want one thing. I want to do. I feel like mozzarella. There's an art to it. I feel like if you make mozzarella, there's something rust. I don't know. Like there, it's something I've always wanted to do. Make mozzarella. It, look, it looks fun the way they tie it into knots. Yeah, tie it into little balls. Apparently, it could really like if you do it by hand, it like really burns your your hands. Which sign me up for some pain. No pain, no gain. Guy loves a hand burn. Yeah, and number one, I got Parmigiano Reggiano. Ah, I just saw that coming. Wow. I think in terms of pure taste, it's one of the best tasting things on the planet. I think it tastes good. 
I'm gonna let you finish, but I, I find it a bit overrated. Okay. I, I like I like grated. I, I think it's it's decent on a cheese board. It's decent like a couple bites, but it, to me, is kind of your take on gorgonzola. It's kind of overpowering. Not great. Not uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not a, not the biggest fan. So this is what I think. I think in this example, gorgon uh, parmesan parmigiano reggiano is is the pod, braised bits. And you are Eric Seidel, and you can't keep up with the cheese. I'll say it. I can't keep up in what way? I can't handle the the the, the greatness and quickness of it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I, I mean, I've had a fair amount of Reggiano in my day. Reggiano Bush. It's, it's just it's it feels like it's it rests on its laurels a lot. You think? Yeah. I don't know. You have good Parmigiano Reggiano. I I think. It, it's one. I think it's individually as a food item. It might be one of like the top, one of my top five individual food items. Like non, you know, I guess raw, wow. like raw food items. Yeah, I think like I, I might have been having. I've had it too much. I think I've just there are there are bad versions, and I think if you get like certain store bought bad versions, then it's just not good, and it could sour beer your perception. Right. And I don't like, sometimes I get it on a salad, it's like thinly sliced, and it's like, oh, there's too much of it on here. Oh, I, I love like, that. Love like, that. I love a Caesar salad. Sometimes people overdo it, and there's way too much of it. I don't know. It's just not my, it's not my cup of cheese. I think you, you put it at the right place, and it could really, it could really end another cheese's season. Reggiano Miller. <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm going to spike Lee that one. I, I, I like it. I would probably be on my top 20. Maybe if I was in a different mood, it might be crack the top fifteen. But it's just I don't know. So I've, I've so I don't remember a specific incident, but I, I've got a bad taste in my mouth from a Reggiano. Okay, probably the nineteen ninety five playoffs. It's possible that that does sting. Yeah, nine points in like three seconds. Yeah, Reggiano yeah. Miller. Yeah. So for our next segment, Wack Goldberg and and my wife Kate picked the picks. I don't have any entry from Wack Goldberg this week. Good. That's going to lead. I don't want to. Good. That makes me so happy because it's going to lead into the is that a QAB? Because I'm, I'm. I don't want to spoil it, but it's 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 got something to do with whack. That is perfect. Well, so good. I'll, so I'll say I feel I. So I think he. I sent him like a double DM, and one was like congratulating him for doing such a great job guessing your last your last ones, and I think he didn't see it. He was like you know focused on the other part. And I didn't want to follow up. I feel like I don't want to make this like I don't want to hound Good. anyone. I'm no, not I'm not TMZ don't. hounding whack for your picks. So please don't. Don't don't hound whack. Whack is gonna get whacked himself. Wow. I have a whole rant about whack, and this wow. is perfect. Wow, there's a real feud that that's happening. hundred percent. Well, Kate has a fantastic list. I believe she went one, two, three, four, five for five. One of them is like she went a little specific with the answer, but unbelievable. Your wife knows you. This is fantastic. She said, I'm looking forward to hearing both your picks. I think Lance will say mozzarella, parmesan, feta, provolone, and then she throws in scallion cream cheese. Okay. I mean, this this lady knows you through and through. Yeah, scallion cream cheese is definitely the best version of cream cheese also. But I right. just said general but, cream cheese because it felt too specific for the list. Sure, but she knew that you were 
going to put cream cheese on a top nine cheese list. Well, so last week, absurd. I don't know if she told you this, but for the grocery stores, she said she thought about doing the thing where you take the cart and you put it back in where the cart's supposed to go, the shopping yeah. cart. But she said it sounded so crazy that <laughs> that she said if she if she put, did it and I didn't have it, it would make her sound like the craziest person. I love that. I love that. I think the crazier the crazier ideas you have, Kate, the, the funnier and better and probably more spot on they might be. Even though this is a extremely probably the not the best predictions Kate's had in the, the history of the segment. Best predictions anyone had. Yeah. Whack 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 had his best performance last time and he got like he got half of them. Whack's gonna get about to get yacked. <laughs> wow. You got any ads this week? I do have an ad. Today's episode of Raised Bits is brought to you by Feta World Peace. Feta cheese and world peace is a masterful combination, and we at Braised Bits will run our test to it. Feta is from Greece, which is a piece of the world. World peace. Feta world peace. Dressing not included. Yeah, that's an ad for, for Feta world peace. That's a good one. We're also sponsored this week by Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Do people consider you square? Are you somewhat salty? Are you constantly tortured by a deep, permanent hole in the middle of your body? Well, then you'll love Cheez-Its. Get Cheez-Its in one of two varieties. A, one of those snack pack bags that are 72% air, or that gigantic box that you and your friend can share while crushing some Super Nintendo. Make sure to leave some crumbs on the floor for an adult to clean up. Bonus points. If you get them permanently stuck to the carpeting, you'll get bonus points. Cheez-Its, better than most of the other snacks available. Love that. That's that's big time. I would love to get a couple free boxes of Cheez-Its if, if our sponsor would give it to us. So yeah. That's, that's a great ad. Yeah. That's that's our ad. So. And one of the best products, Cheez-Its, somehow their low-sodium version of Cheez-Its is, to me, better than the regular version. Cheez-Its is a great snack. Have we done top nine snacks? I don't think so. Wow. I don't, I don't believe that so. That might be a top nine we got to do. I mean, Cheez-Its would definitely be on my list. I feel like, I feel like I'm very skeptical towards snacks, but Cheez-Its is... I mean, I'm so happy they would decide to be a sponsor for a cheese episode. That's great. Damon Snacks Harrison. Great lineman for the Jets. Defensive lineman. Nice. So let's go get a goddamn snack. Rex Ryan. Vinny Testaverde. Skinny Vin. Beautiful. Should we, so should we move and groove? Yeah, let's do... So our question segment this week. Thanks, Brazerbacks, who have sent some questions. Again, you could contact, especially new Brazerbacks, you could send us literally any question you want to ask us. We got an email braisebits at gmail.com you could also send us a message on our instagram which is at braisebits send in any question you want we'll answer it we only got one this week but it's a loaded one this is sort of a question from zachary snackery who is a top razorback been within the the brazerback orbit since the beginning um, i'll say he's the, he's the top zach of our of our <laughs> razorbacks shots fired at well I guess whack is is not Zach, but I know, no, I, know I have saying. nothing to do with whack. Um, but we had been talking, so I know you saw this because I I sent it to you. But I'm sure a fair amount of Brazerbacks either know about this a lot or kind of saw this at passing. But our president uh, tweeted about a random pizza place last week, Patio Pizza, and that pizza place happens to be one that I went to all the time growing up. It's like ten minutes from my house, and. The story itself is wild. Um, basically, what happened was that the owner, Trump supporter, had some sort of Trump sign in his in the pizza place. 
uh, a woman saw it, got upset, basically was like, I'm not coming back here, then posted on a mom's Facebook group, and then from there it went nuts. Some people said she was trying to cancel Patio Pizza, you know, saying everyone should boycott it. Others said the message was just like, hey, this place is a Trump sign, do what you want with that information. And uh, then, like, I guess a lot of Trump supporters started, like, rallying around the place, like, really supporting it. It got more larger coverage, was on some Fox News segment, and then Trump saw it and was like, support this place. Wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah. I actually did not know about the story until I saw your newsletter about it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bananas. I think the funniest part to me is that you don't even think it's like a, a top pizza place in your area. Well, so the thing is... better known for the dog knots. The thing is, like, if you put that pizza place in, like, most other towns, I feel like, you know, Long Island, New York area, most pizza places are good. That's why New York is known for the pizza, because most pizza places are good. I thought they were the third best, third best, third best. In St. James, the kind of like smaller town within the larger town of the town of Smithtown, uh, I, I wouldn't. I probably haven't had it in like five or six years. But it was like if you went to someone's house and they ordered pizza, there's a decent chance they would order from there. Like I've had it so sure. many times. I do distinctly remember they were more like they had like a lot of other stuff. You know, they were like you know like heroes and yeah, garlic nuts. And, their sides. I remember their garlic the nuts. Their garlic knots were amazing. I remember there was a garlic knot eating contest. I don't know if they held this once or they always hold it, but I remember the guy who won it, the guy I went to high school with, his name was John Knott. Last name Knott? Yeah. I and cannot I, believe it. And I believe he ate 21 garlic knots, which is impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um, no sauce? I don't know. I wasn't. I heard about this after. We played like pickup football, and I heard... I, he actually came directly from this contest and played pickup football, which was probably the most impressive thing of all. Belly full of knots? Yeah. That's what you could do when you're like 15. That puts my stomach in knots. Yeah, but I remember hearing about that and I was like, man, I wish I knew about this garlic cousin. But yeah, I wrote about it in my newsletter. It just makes me like so sad in so many different ways. I just feel like when you get to the point where a pizza place, which is like something that should not be political in the slightest. It's just pizza. It's like a place where people could go to eat pizza. When that becomes a political vector, then I just feel like we're doomed as a society. And it's like, you can take about, talk about whose fault it is. Like if you're putting up Trump signage during this time, you gotta know that that's, you gotta know that people aren't gonna like it. But I, I don't think you could expect that it's gonna be like a national news story. Uh, sure. And that is, I mean, now I think, well, I think if you're older, you might not expect that. I, I feel like I expect that with anything. I feel like we're at a, a point now where literally any random interaction could turn into a national news story, depending on how it's portrayed, could, like, anyone could look any sort of way. And it's just, it's it's not a good thing. Yeah, especially if there's, like, a camera phone there, it's being recorded, and it depends on what kind of context there is. But I, I think it's interesting... Because I, knowing who's making my food, knowing something about them definitely affects how much I like enjoy it or how like, the experience is for me in general. So I feel like for the most part, I'd rather not know who's making my food, which like, like I, I'd rather not see how the sausage is made, so to say. Um, so if, if I lived in this town and I say I like this pizza place, knowing that the owner's a Trump supporter, for good or for bad, I, it, it would 
it would affect how I, I probably wouldn't go to this pizza place anymore. Um, which I, it's, I don't, I don't know. I have the internet and having this like gives you more access to information, but I'm not sure if that's in this case is a good thing or bad thing. Yeah. I think this stuff is fascinating and it has such larger implications. So like, you know, like when Mario Batali, all the that sexual yeah. abuse came out about him and I think some of his, did some of his restaurants close or, or no, or, or people were boycotting them, them or, yeah, but the thing Italy, is, Italy, he, he like, I think he created Italy. Yeah. It's still running. Yeah. But so the thing is, it's like, there are, what, he employs how many people? 60, 70, probably more that work at these restaurants. A lot more, yeah. And it's like, what about, what about their livelihoods? Yeah. Just because like, yeah, if this person does something that's egregious, but then these people are punished. It doesn't like there's something about it that I find weird. So I don't know about Patio Pizza. I watched and it's a good show. And Kate and I have been watching. And I uh, going off our top nine food shows. We've been watching Padma Lakshmi's food show on Hulu, and nice. she basically goes to different places in America and like investigates like a specific part of the food culture. So the first episode, I think it's the best episode that we've watched so far. She goes to El Paso. And hmm. one of the places she goes to is this beloved diner type place, dinerish type place, and um, you know there's there's a lot of Mexican Americans or even people who live in Mexico who commute every day to the diner work there, and it's a popular place, and a lot of people have basically had their you know their careers have been there, and they've been see it seems like they've been treated relatively well. The owner is this old guy who's like a huge Trump supporter. But Yikes. he employs a lot of people who don't dis who disagree with him strongly politically, but they also appreciate the thing that's there. So sure, it's interesting. It, it just it just I think this stuff is really interesting. So like for instance, if you decided to, if someone decided to not go there anymore because of the owner's political views, you're affecting you're the affecting workers. yeah you're affect you're affecting so much more than just the one person. Right, but I think the the owner was smart. He wouldn't publicize. Oh, I guess you can. It's a free country, but him publicize if he was publicizing that he's a Trump supporter. That's then affecting the public perception of that restaurant, which affects the workers, and their workers then know that perception of the restaurant. If he can just kind of keep that to himself and not promote his politics infused with his restaurant, then it's a different deal. I would respect it more. Yeah, politics out of the dish. I think in normal times, this is just such a non-issue. Like someone, you know, someone putting like in two thousand and four, putting a, a Bush sign. It does. I feel like that does almost nothing. Like, yeah, some people might not be thrilled for it, but it wouldn't affect me going to a restaurant. But it, it does affect my perception of a person's of my of a person overall on a human level, but it wouldn't like stop me from going, getting a slice of pizza. Yeah. I just feel like we're at this point where, and it's, I, you know, obviously Trump's an insane person and it, it just like it, uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know how we, how we get out of this situation. No, I don't know either. We, we cook, we cook our way out. I guess we cook our way out. Yeah. It's the only thing we know how to do. Yeah. Or as Alexander Hamilton would do, he, he wrote himself out. You write, you write yourself out. Yeah. But then he didn't do his duel on Skype. True. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. So that's our question. from the Thanks, Zachary Snackery. I mean, it was kind of a dialogue, and we were like, yeah, this is a good thing to talk about in the pod. Yeah. Um, but if you do have questions, uh, definitely send us our way. They don't have to be as loaded as, as this national news story. 
last week, sure. if you haven't listened to last week, we had a question about Santa Claus. Um, what are some other questions? We had a question. What are the other questions we had? About, uh, we had Eric Sadell's about our preference in dining styles. Yeah. French versus Russian. Yeah. So, yeah. So, really anything you want to ask us, uh, we're, we're, we're down. Again, yeah, Braze we're, Bits. We're open cookbooks. Braze, open cookbooks, BrazeBits at gmail.com or Instagram us at BrazeBits. Yeah. Instagram us. I'm getting old. Instagram us. All righty. Should we get into our hybrid? Is that a QAB? Oh, yeah. We definitely should. I feel like yours is the star of this, so I'm going to let you choose if you want to go first or if you want to load up and save it for later. I got to tell you, I'm chomping right now at the Braze bit. I'm fired up because the fact that Whack didn't answer... I, 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 you're a gentleman. You're, you're an absolute mensch for not following up. But it's that's all on that's all on whack for not reading thoroughly the messages. What a whack move, and that leads me right into my Zadik UAB. Well, could I defend them briefly? If you want to, I just feel like the main portion of my message was congratulating his performance, and and then so he 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 was like, I heard I did great, and then I said it was like he you put up forty points. And then, so I, I, I could have circled back to it, but I, I didn't want to, like, no, I didn't, I didn't, just didn't want to, like, hound anyone. So I feel like, yes, you should read a message thoroughly, but I think in practice, sometimes you see something, you immediately respond, and then your brain kind of morphs. So I got to give Whack no. the benefit of the doubt here. No. His ego got too big. He's got too big for his Jeff Bridges. He, you, you, you amped him up, and he couldn't even uh, be, a, be a, as much of a human to read thoroughly into the message to give us this week's... <laughs> Wax yaks. A set. Okay. Wow. I'm I'm amped up. I'm gonna try to cool down a little bit. My is that a QAB? Is I I I was with Wack again this past weekend. I we're moving in. We helped move in our friend Eddie Jones, former shooting guard in the NBA. There was a lot a lot of moving. Four floor walk up. Long. It wasn't that. It wasn't that long. But it, it was tough. It was hot. It was in the heat. With Wack, come back to my apartment, and Wack was super whack. Whack, just criticizing my apartment. He's, he's, he's talking about things I got to move around. I got to dust here. I got to straighten out a, a jersey I have in a frame. Just completely attacking my, my, my well-being and my, my, my place I call my casa, Del Sol. Um, but the main thing that made us a QAB is Whack Goldberg says to me, I didn't finish last week's episode about the supermarkets, can you tell me how I did? He said that the episodes are too long now. That the, and now, like, if, if we give him another long episode, he's not gonna listen. This guy's got a segment named after him. We, we designed our top nine based off a recommendation that this guy gave to us. The, lo- the little he could do is open his ears and listen through, at least to his segment. The guy didn't finish, the guy's whacked, He's QAB. He's everything wrong with our society. His, he lives up to his name week in and week out. The fact that he can't listen through to a segment about him and he wanted me to tell him about how he did. He probably is not even going to hear this. He's not going to listen up to this point, which makes him even more whack, which leads me to my main point. He is QAB and that I am suspending him from Wax Yaks. And I'm going to put you in touch with my good friend, Phil Jackson, who will now be making his Phil's 
predactions about my top nine. He always comes in with great energy, loves the episodes, he's a new Brazerback, and he's going to be now predicting my top nines. Whack suspended indefinitely. Maybe wow. forever, we'll see. Wow, Phil's wills. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, this is unprecedented. Yeah, well, it's know, amazing. This, so one thing, one thing I will say is the episodes have been longer than they've been traditionally. I feel like nor like they had like when we started, they were between an hour ten and hour thirty. Now they're closer to an hour forty, hour fifty. Yeah, I understand. It's a long episode. I think I like podcasts when they're longer. I this is the first time I've heard that they're too long. But Razorbacks who consistently listen, and from our analytics, we know. Thank you, Razorbacks, for listening. We get a lot of like repeat listeners. A lot of people who listen to the pod listen like multiple times, and this is better than I guess a lot what a lot, a lot of other pods do. Um, but if you do think the episodes are a little too long now, Romain, let us know and we could adjust. Exactly. If someone came to us, a top Razorback like Maddie Schneck, Zachary Schnackery, was like, "Hey, I'm loving the episodes, but by the way, they're a little long." This guy, Whack, has a segment, and he can't even listen up to that point. And we also, we have, if you look at the information of each episode, there's a minutes where you can look at the time, and he can fast forward to it. You can see the segment, the minute, minute by minute, when that segment, you know what? My hands are washed. My, my hands are sanitized of Whack. I, you know, I just, I hope he shows her more. And the fact that he didn't even respond, he didn't read thoroughly your message, and didn't give us his waxy axe this week is the is the cherry on top of the, the the ice cream a la mode. It's the cream cheese on the bagel. It's just he lives up to his name. Guy's whack. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean you you said it all. I've also never met whack, I don't think, so I am <laughs> biased in that way. Cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's my QAB. <laughs> so that was one of the best QABs of all time. Mine is not going to be as good, but my QAB, so I live in an apartment. Behind our apartment, it's sort of like a bunch of, so we don't have like an outside area, but you can see out our kitchen window. There are a few other apartments. Some of them have balconies. Some of them don't. And then directly below us, kind of, there's a apartment, like a ground floor of a building, and they have a backyard. It's all concrete, but it's basically like an outdoor space for this apartment. And they have... Since we've lived here, they've had parties here and there. Once every three months. They're loud. They're kind of annoying. But it's not frequent enough to really make a deal. We understand. We live on the Lower East Side. It is what it is. It's not all the time. However, they've been... Since, like... They've been happening a little more frequently. And this past weekend... Not the podcast with Theo Vaughn. But... Great pod. this, This past weekend... They had this rager. Music was like they had a DJ. There were nice. probably it's, it's a space that could that could fit like I don't know. It, 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 they only fit like thirty people, like pack like packed. It, like socially distant, it could probably only fit ten. There were 30, 40 people there. Noise was insane. Music bumping until like actually uh, Kay went to the bathroom at like five a.m. and she was like the music was still going. And Jeez, so the thing is, our our bedroom is on the opposite side. So luckily, our door, for whatever reason, we can't really hear it. And we also like like I'm not really a rat, so I don't. I feel like if if this was our building, I would 100 percent say something. But it's not our building. 
it's a different building and it's actually it's the nicest it's the only new all the buildings around us are these old tenement style buildings that were built between like 1880 and 1910 this is the only building within this kind of radius where it's being affected it's the nicest building it's the only new building and it's you know i guess these like college kids who are who are having these parties and i don't understand like people who live in that building are they not saying anything is the management not because it's so loud that there's no chance that you could do anything like if when we were in our kitchen on this is saturday night you can't it's overpowering so it's, it's that that's kind of weird disrespect that i don't totally understand uh but combined with it's the pandemic and they're having a completely no one's wearing masks it's it's uh it's QA, qab behavior and i feel like yeah. so so i'm asking myself when i was 21 19 would i be doing that and i, I don't know I, I think i might be like i might want to get drunk over like and like see my friends and and that type of thing versus like caring about the general welfare of, welfare of society. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I would behave, but I do think there's a hypocrisy in it where I feel like a lot of younger people are, and especially now t- going back to the circle with kind of positioning yourself on social media, there's just, it just exposes how fake people are these days. Absolutely. It's yeah. I'm glad you didn't didn't rat them out. So if you probably, since they're not in your building, you would have to call like three one one or something, and get like cops involved. I, I feel like the reason what I what I said what I said is that like yeah we're, <laughs> we're like well if we called the police they wouldn't come, but if we called the police and told them that it wasn't this crazy party but that was a protest they would be there in thirty seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, real quick yeah. The reason probably, if it's a nicer building, I feel like most people in Manhattan who live in fancy buildings like probably have like a beach house somewhere. On the weekends in the summertime, most people, rich people in Manhattan, leave and go out to. I the I beach. think so, but I think normally, but there's got to be at least a few people who are there. I can't imagine the whole building's empty. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough sledding. At least at least that you. you in your bedroom, be able to close the door. No, we would, we would have to do something if, like, you know, there our walls were shaking. I would, I would, we would definitely do something if it, if our. I'd probably just go down there and talk to them, and then if they didn't, do I would anything, love to see that. I would love to see it behind the scenes, like if Kate followed you with a camera of you knocking on the door <laughs> and being like, "Hey guys, can you uh, can can you not? Can you guys keep it down?" And then I'd be like, "Hey, could I join the party?" I actually had to do that a few times. We used to live below this restaurant that after hours would turn into like a bar. And this would always happen on like a Monday or Sunday night. And sometimes the bass would be so loud that it would kind of like shake. We were on the second floor and it would like shake our apartment. So a few times I just like went down there and just talked to them. And usually they would always lower it. And then there would be some noise, but it wouldn't be like to the unbearable point where you, you, you can't, not only can you not sleep, but you can't do anything. There's this one bit i guess in louis in the show i don't know if you've seen this but it's like he's trying to sleep and then there's like the sound of a garbage truck and it's really loud and oh then yeah, the garbage yeah, yeah. men get out of the truck and they come into his <laughs> room and they start like beating him up that's literally it's so funny because that's literally what it feels like when you're you're subjected to this like super loud noise in in new york city because the wall like walls don't it's it's not a normal there's not yeah. normal sound barriers don't exist here for some reason. I forgot about that scene. That's a, that's an unbelievable way to describe it. 
It's like it's literally they're inside of your apartment in your room banging you with a trash can. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That's why you, you, you said last episode you want to live on a farm. You wouldn't have those issues. Yeah. You just have to tell, your, tell the cows to settle down. Yeah. They would just be like, hey, can you please move over there? <laughs> nice. Yeah, but then I'm like, am I just, yeah, but then you're like, oh, I'm a wimp. I can't handle it here. It's, it's like, it's, it's tough. Sometimes you just want to have peace and quiet, especially uh, in these crazy times. Yeah, you know, it's like a, you know, a lack of control. I don't, I don't mind the parties so much as like just how egregious, how number one, egregiously blatant it was in terms of like it's not a good idea at all, and then the fact that like you're keeping the music blasting until five in the morning, from like it's and it started at like six p.m. So, you know, big, big. I just I, I can't imagine what, when you're actually like in your fifties and sixties, what you're like. I, what are you going to be like? What would you do in that situation? Probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything because it's like it's not. I I don't live in the building. If if I lived in the building, I would do something. I would say something. But yeah, I don't live in the building, so I feel like it's not. And it, I don't live in the building, and it doesn't like I could go to sleep. It, but we couldn't like be in our like half of our apartment without it overpowering. So it was very annoying. But I feel like you got to you got to put up with that. Yeah. Especially also for like the rent we pay, it's like. But if I was in that building, and I know the rents there are pretty expensive, and I think some people own it's like an ownership building. I think a bunch of people own their apartments there, and like imagine owning kids. imagine owning an apartment and having to deal with that. Be tough. Be real tough. I have a feeling that probably the neighbors weren't around. Maybe I got a feeling. I got a feeling <laughs> that we're gonna bring in the closer. Nice. Let's get on. Let's get on beat this time. I'm always on beat. Banging on a trash can. Beats. Bringing the clothes. Here we go now, Lance. One, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. See, now I can see you visually. I synced up my clap. I could literally see you clapping. So my clap was, I heard your clap and saw you. I was clapping with you. We'll see how it sounds on the uh, well, If it sounds like anything that's out of my headphones, it's way off. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. We'll have to, when we get back in person, we'll figure this out for once and for all. Summer Sanders, we got to figure it out. Yeah. You got anything to uh, promote, plug, no, talk about? Not really. No, nothing this week. Follow Braze Bits on Instagram. Follow, uh, send us questions. Leave us a review if you haven't. It's very easy. Literally, all you have to do is go to our thing on I, Apple Pod and press five stars. That's literally all you have to do. It does really help, especially now that yeah. we're in an improv comedy podcast. Exactly. We're yes anding our way to the top. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't. I don't got anything else to plug or promote. Listen to the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Send us a question. Send us a comment. If you think it's too loud, too long, let us know. But if you have a segment named after you, maybe listen up until at least that segment. Or You're definitely listen to this segment. Or just look at the show notes to see when your segment appears. Exactly. Exactly. That's so. Yeah. Funny. Appreciate all the Razorbacks. Appreciate all the the love and support and positivity from our top Razorbacks. I appreciate everyone who's ever listened to the pod. Sure. All right. 
All right, sweet sauce. Uh, we'll see you. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. Bye.